C3 Church Wellington AMA. Ask Me Anything, the series where we tackle the tough questions, we ask the simple questions, and we explore the questions that most people think but may not want to ask aloud. My name is Ray Heron, asking the questions, and joining me, Pastor Steve Hinton. Right on, Ray. Good to be here, and I'm telling you, I am upbeat for this one. I listened back to episode four, and you could tell I was lying back on my couch, and so... Come on, we're going passionate tonight. Let's do it. A slight change of scenery to where we have been recording at your house. We're now at uh, at my work at a, at a radio station in the centre of Wellington. Yeah, man, we stepped it up. We're actually in a professional recording uh, studio here with some lovely lights around the ceiling and a Garth Brooks poster on the wall. <laughs> I'm feeling inspired. <laughs> we're going pro. Right, let's dive straight into it. Uh, now, I went to a, a Catholic primary school. We're talking Roman Catholic. There was some, I don't like saying the, ty- the term, uh, the rites of passage. But there were some rites of passage that the kids got to do. Um, We're talking First Holy Communion, Confirmation. And they got to do that because they were baptised. Now, I was never baptised. Does that mean I can't come to church? Do I need to be baptised to come to church? What's the story with baptism? Right. So do you need to be baptised to come to church? No. No, you do not. Uh, So there we go. Come to church. Well, that was an easy episode then, wasn't it? We're done. Right. Thank you very (laughs) much. Tune in next week. No, look, hey, look, there is a lot of symbolism um, within, uh, you know, I was going to say organized religion um, within church community. Um, And it can look kind of confusing and maybe even kind of weird. So why are people getting um, sprinkled with water or why are people getting dunked underwater in, you know, either a pool or a bath or someone's jacuzzi or in a river or what's going on, you know, and, and what is all this about? And so... Uh, yeah, it's a good question. Well, what is baptism, and and I guess what's the point, right? What is what what does it stand for, and when, why, how? And I guess when you talked about growing up in a Catholic uh, school environment, um, that would be one of the arenas of um, theology or belief where there's some differentiation. So uh, the Catholic Church would um, would do what we'd say is paleo baptism or. Um, baptizing into the Catholic faith, and that can happen very young, um, sprinkling and blessing and all that sort of stuff. And I, look, I'm not an expert, but um, but what we where we line up a C3 church is more what, what we call credo baptism, whereas people make a decision when they're able to to say, you know what. Um, I've made the decision to follow Jesus. I've said yes to Jesus. I've got that fresh start with him. I'm living my life. I'm aligning my life with yours. I'm following you. I'm doing my best to be in relationship and walk with you. Uh, and now what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a public declaration. A lot like marriage. Hey, perfect. Just like marriage. And so that public declaration, just like marriage. And so I guess if we, that moment where we say yes to Jesus, you know, it's almost like that in, that moment of engagement where, you know, the man bends down on one knee and uh, opens that ring box and says to Christy Lee, will you marry me? <laughs> and she says, let me think about it. No, what did she say? Come on. I didn't actually get a lot of words out of her, but I think the, the general gist was, yes, yes, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so you're engaged now. You've got the intent to spend the rest of your life together. That's the intent. Uh, but there comes a moment, a day, where in front of all of your family and friends, 
on this very special occasion full of symbolism, rings and vows, and there's all sorts of uh, traditions that people can follow and, you know, something borrowed and something blue and, oh gosh, I don't know, all those sorts of things. But you have all of this to, to bring about a ceremony, a public declaration of your intent of relationship to, to say, you know, I'm covenanting myself to you. I'm choosing to spend the rest of my life with you. Uh, for for Christy Lee, uh, she took on your last name. She identified herself with you. And, and that is maybe not the perfect example, but a very good example of what baptism is. Now, uh, do you need to be baptized to be a Christian? No, you don't. But is a baptism uh, something I would recommend and does the Bible uh, encourage it? Absolutely it does. In fact, Jesus himself was baptized and gave us an example we ought to follow. And in the New Testament, when the, f- the church was birthed in the book of Acts, which we've talked about in previous episodes, the Acts of the Early Church or the Acts of the Apostles, when this the, the this first gathering of people came and said, you know, we're cut to the heart, what should we do? The uh, the command or the recommendation of the apostles was was repent and be baptized. And so the baptism is this, I'm aligning my life with Jesus. And so it's an outward expression of an internal reality. And so we, we would say that uh, we would encourage people to make an informed decision to be baptized. We'd like to, people to understand kind of what they're walking through, but we'd encourage that to happen as soon as they feel like they're ready to make that step. And we would, we would encourage every person that says yes to Jesus to follow that through the waters of baptism. So is it, it, is, a personal, uh, it is a personal decision. There's no, like, there's no time limit. You come for three weeks and then you must get baptized. Nothing like that. No, no. Look, we don't. We we certainly don't. Um, we, you know, it's just a lot more organic in a church community than that. I think that, uh, you know, and we'd love to. I mean, I'd Ray, I would love to see people being baptized every single week. In fact, looking back over the last almost two years, or year and a half to two years that we've been on this journey, pastoring. One of the highlights of that time is our baptism service. We've had one baptism service and we got to um, be a part of eight people being baptized. And that was a very, very special Sunday. And it's, it's like a wedding. It's like a, this wedding. It's just this, uh, it's just this moment of celebration and reverence and awe and there's intimacy and celebration and all of that wrapped into one. And there's something so special about it. So, man, if we could do that every single week, I'd be thrilled. But I think people need to uh, have the opportunity. Um, and because I'll tell you one thing I have had said to me on more than one occasion is that people have been baptized in the past and even the baptism that that we would uh, pr- purport this credo baptism which uh, is full immersion but I'll come back to that in a, in a second but they they would they've, they've said to me you know Steve I have been baptized but I felt like there was a pressure to do it like I had to do it because that's what you do but I didn't really have a full understanding of what I was doing. And I just thought, you know what? I, I'll, if, I, if I can do what I can do, or we can do what we can do as a church to help people be able to understand fully and grasp fully, well, as much as they can, 
the the beauty, the wonder, the depth, and the gravity of that moment and that decision. Um, but I, I'm going to ask my a question. I'm going to answer it. So why is this so important? It is symbolism, right? And so let's talk about what it is for us. It's baptism is from the Greek word baptismo, which means to be fully immersed, fully submerged. So we don't sprinkle you, we dunk you under. Full dunk. Full dunk. And then we hold you down for 30 seconds. No, no. We're talking wave pool. We're talking... (laughs) Well, wherever. Ultimately, wherever. I mean, I personally like the... I love it in in our Sunday gathering. I love to dedicate a Sunday to it and give it its, you know, its full... Jews, I think it's awesome to do that. But, you know, we've also seen people with baptism in the family pool or, you know, anywhere, whatever, right? But it's full immersion. Uh, and, and so the reason it's full immersion is because it represents, so Jesus went to the cross and was hung on the cross and died for you and for me. His blood was shed, innocent blood for the sins of every person that would confess and believe in him. He was then laid to rest in a, in a tomb and lay three days. Then on the third day, he rose. And so he was laid dead, and then he rose. And so baptism is a dying to our old life, symbolically. We go under the water, and we come out into our new life in Christ. That's what it symbolizes, full immersion and this new life in Christ. And so the reason why I think it's so important is because there's something so profound about making a public stand for Jesus that sets a course, that 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 uh, we're not just tinkering here, we're not just playing around, I'm not just dating you, Jesus, I'm not just, you know, uh, we're not just, you know. We're not just here for the coffee. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not just playing around. I want to go full in into this relationship. And so the reason I think it's so powerful is because it sets people into a full covenant relationship with him by making a public declaration. I tell you what, Jesus himself says, if you, uh, if you recognize me before me and I'll recognize you before my Father in heaven, you know. And so I just think that there's this powerful thing about making a stand for Christ and baptism is that. And I, I just think it sets people up for an amazing walk with, with God. And one of the things that's always sad is when you see people that have followed Jesus and been on that journey and then have walked away. And so... I'm not saying that baptism is a foolproof strategy for that, but I'm just saying that um, as as much as it as we can create an atmosphere where people can really walk in a close relationship with Jesus, then I'm all about it. And if baptism is one of those things, then I'm absolutely 100% behind it and would encourage it. Okay, so something else that happened at this uh, primary school of mine, um, the kids went for their first Holy Communion. I thought you were going to say you got spanked. I No, I didn't, never got spanked. I used to get fish and chips on a Friday, though. Oh, that's definitely a step up from a, <laughs> a paddling. Uh, so communion. Uh, what was the story with communion? Do I have to be baptised to have communion? Uh, is it having communion? Take communion? What's the what's the terminology there? So I'm probably uh, a little bit out of my depth to talk about other uh, styles or denominations of churches and their Let's definitely bring it back to C three Wellington. Yeah. So let, let me let me talk from our from our um, from our church's context. And that is communion for us is that time where we gather and we remember the Bible. Jesus Himself broke bread with His disciples. It was uh, right before, last supper, the last supper, as, yep. as it's referred to, right before He went to the cross, and He broke bread and He poured the wine and He He said, "This is My body 
broken for you. This is before he goes, this is my body broken for you. And as often as you gather, do this in remembrance of me. This is my, then he poured them at wine. This is, this is my, my blood shed for you. And as, as often as you gather, do this in remembrance of me. And that's the key. I think that there is the beauty of, again, symbolism, bread and wine representing, symbolically representing the, the, the body, the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus, the wine. And as we gather, for us, um, it might be as infrequently as once a month it might enter one of our Sunday services. Um, ironically, we're having conversations around that right now because it's something that we've been a little bit infrequent with. But the point is, is that when we gather, as we gather, we come around together as a family and we remember what Jesus did for us. And we do this symbolically with the bread and the wine or the grape juice or the Ribena or whatever it might be. Um, and it's a really in- intimate moment. I wanted to say this because, again, this is a conversation I actually had today. But the point of communion is that we do it when we gather together. And so we want to uh, look at ways that as we enter and, and, and share communion together, that it is together. So we want to find togetherness in how we do it. Uh, look, I've been in churches where they you get the little plastic cups and a little wafer or whatever, and you're sitting in your seat and you just it's just a moment with you and God and you... You have a little intimate moment. I think that's awesome. But I think we can probably bring some togetherness back into it. I think that when Jesus did it with his disciples, they were all leaning in together. And there was this togetherness moment and there was a unity in it. And um, and that's why he says when you're together, do this. And so I'd like to see uh, communion, you know, for us, take on that spirit, that heart, that feeling of we are having a reverent moment of remembering what Jesus did for us, but we're doing that together. You see, it represents the body of Christ, and ironically, we're called, the church is called the body of Christ, and so there's a coming together, a unifying of us as we celebrate the fact that we were once separated from God, and through Jesus, we're now linked back to God, but also to each other. And so there's community in that. So that's our heart around communion. And that was also a shout out to one of the previous episodes where we discovered what the church is. That's right. So if some of this language is like, oh, what is that? I mean, do check back on previous uh, episodes that might shed some light on it. But otherwise, if it doesn't answer your questions, we would love to answer them if we could so let us know what your questions are bring your questions to us you can contact us through the website c3churchwellington.nz you can get hold of us through social media I'm sure Steve you wouldn't mind having the odd private message whether that be through Slack or Facebook or anything like that no absolutely look any way that we can get um, communication going if it's those channels then we would we'd love to hear from you and by all means we won't share your name if you want to ask those questions anonymously please do so this is C3 Church Wellington AMA. Steve, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thanks, Ray. It's awesome, man. And incidentally, this podcast has been recorded on a Tuesday night for Wednesday and will be going live Wednesday morning. We're keeping our commitments. Hit those share buttons, uh, hit those subscribe buttons and get those questions through to us and tune in next week. Thank you very much. <laughs>